Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Stormy. And I'm Adrian. And it's February. It is February, which means a new month, which means a, a new, new theme. <laughs> yeah, a new theme. Girl, isn't it wild to think about like before we had themes? I can't remember. What were we doing before? It was at least, no, it was like around April last year, right? That we started doing themes. Maybe. It doesn't feel like it, but possibly. I don't know. Again, everything just morphs together. But yeah, it's a new month, which means we have a new theme. And to kind of keep with the tradition, or to kind of keep with the spirit of last month and streaming services, this month, of course, we're going to be focusing on Netflix. Woohoo! Bum, ba, dum, bum. <laughs> bum, da, da, Listen, Netflix is, you know, she's the big one. The OG. Yeah, she's the uh, she's the girl. She's the girl that all the other girls are trying to be. And, you know, uh, price point aside and all the other content aside on Netflix, they actually have kind of picked up their horror game a little bit, which inspired us to go ahead and dedicate a month to some of the films that they have streaming. Yeah, we accidentally like kind of did a theme within a theme because 90% of our films last month were like over the seas, like foreign horror to us. And two of them were found footage. <laughs> I know. What were we thinking? Well, and we're continuing the foreign horror because this one is Korean. So, yeah, we've had two Korean films in the last three weeks. And then we had one film that was based out of Thailand mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah, we have been, again, watching... Around the world. <laughs> yeah, around the world. And quite honestly, I'm loving it. And I am also really excited to talk about this movie. This week we are talking about Hashtags Alive on Netflix, which is a Netflix original here in the States. And, yeah, I'm excited to discuss it. Am I... You know, in love with it? No, but we'll definitely get into it for sure. <laughs> um, and this week, we really don't have a What's Been Spooking You, but just to kind of give a little This Week in Horror tease, I feel like we definitely have to talk about, I mean, the big trailer that dropped earlier this week. Because do we? <laughs> we do, girl, because I'm ready to discuss. I'm ready to dish. Uh, so, okay. So I tweeted out probably, I don't even know, maybe a little bit over a week ago, talking about how the horror whores, the girlies, we were thirsty. We were hungry for even a little bit of a nibble of this new Texas Chainsaw movie because we really haven't heard much about it, or at least we haven't seen much of it. We had heard of uh, many things. You know, we knew who was directing it. We knew who was attached to it. Betty Alvarez was going to be, you know, helping produce the film. So, like, we've heard things. We just haven't seen a lot of things. And so the time was ticking. And I was like, bitch, we're almost in February. The fucking movie drops, like, halfway through the month. And we have, like, no no sign of a trailer. There's, like, one poster that's floating around the internet. What are we doing? And lo and behold, earlier in the week, uh, Fetty Alvarez, you know, tweeted out, said, here you bitches go, pretty much, and dropped the trailer. And the internet, you know, went wild. The internet's wild on a day-to-day -day basis, <laughs> but horror Twitter was litty-titty when this trailer dropped. 
Um, initial reactions, Stormy? I'm annoyed. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> underwhelmed was probably like the first thing. I hate the mask. Okay. She's ugly. And like not in a good way. <laughs> Cause y'all know me, I be I be monster fucking all day, but not that mask. No, thank you. Yeah, <sighs> on my end for initial reactions, I don't want to say I don't want to say underwhelmed. I will say I was probably maybe surprised, if anything. I know a lot of people were probably expecting something very gritty in terms of what we saw. And then we saw a lot of blood and everything. But I, I feel like a lot of people were, like, expecting more for some reason with the trailer. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you know, with Fede Alvarez producing it. I mean, you know, he directed the Evil Dead remake, which people love. He directed Don't Breathe, which, you know, getting past all the crazy shit in that movie, people still seem to genuinely enjoy. So... There was a lot of hype, I think, surrounding the title and the fact that he was attached to it. And I think people were maybe a little taken aback by what was shown in the trailer. I can definitely understand being underwhelmed. Uh, it definitely feels, I don't know, modern horror films definitely have almost like a blockbuster feel to them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, Scream, Halloween Kills, they all just kind of have like a blockbuster feel to them. The main horror uh, franchises, the main horror characters... Their films recently, at least, have really had like a lot of like a lot of one liners and, you know, quick witty jokes. And they just feel very blockbustery, if that makes any sense. And I feel like this trailer felt. Just like the kind of the same vibe that we've been getting from every other recent horror release, you know, um, and I, it's not that I was underwhelmed. I just I guess I was a little bit more surprised. You know, with Texas Chainsaw, you just think about nasty you think about you know dirty grunge and it just seems like a very bloody yes but like clean movie you know what i'm saying so i guess i was a little bit more surprised if anything somebody referred to it as the yesification of <laughs> texas chainsaw massacre and i kind of see it honestly because <laughs> the first poster that we got felt very dawson's creek very mm. cw and okay. I'm curious to see like how that translates in film, if that's like really the vibe that we're going to end up with or if it was just misleading. Girl, I have no idea. And honestly, the hot topic is Sally <laughs> um, coming back to seek revenge on good old Leatherface. I mean, the Halloween 2018 comparisons popped up immediately. Yeah. And I mean, you can't like see it and not just immediately think about Halloween 2018. Right. Um, so I understand the comparisons for me. You know, I, I, I don't give a fuck personally. Like for me, I'm like, I love seeing these final girls come back. I love seeing the women, you know, fight back against <laughs> these evil men who tried to murder them many years ago. Like it doesn't bother me if we get like a fright or if we get like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie where Nancy comes back and Heather Lingenkamp is, you know, an older individual who's kicking Freddy's ass again. I don't care. Like that stuff doesn't bother me, but I can understand. Um, why a lot of people are a little like you know side eye emoji with it yeah that was one of my first thoughts it's like what why 
what in the unoriginal plot but also like <laughs> this is our this is what the third like reboot of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise yeah. so like what were we expecting <laughs> I saw somebody tweet uh you know, every movie in part or every movie in this series since the original has been fucking wild in some way. Yeah. So it was like the same kind of thing. They were like, well, what were you expecting? And like you said, I mean, they've taken a defibrillator to this fucking movie franchise many times, um, have tried to give it, you know, back up and running. Uh, I do think again, and we discussed it on our episode about the movie that the 2003 remake was fantastic. And I loved that movie an immense amount. And, you know, I think that one was, you know, very successful in what it was trying to do. And then it came out with its uh, prequel right after that. That was kind of a part of like the same, you know, the same film continuity there that I don't think a lot of people cared for too much, which then led to further reboots and so on and so forth. So again, with the Texas Chainsaw franchise, like what can you expect? You know, you expect what you're expecting at this point. And as long as I get to see Leatherface chop bitches up with a chainsaw in some random ass field in Bulgaria where they shot this movie, then so be it. Yeah. I just, because they did it with the, um, the new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Whenever they redid his, like, face, Mm -hmm. they ruined it. And, like, that's kind of how the same vibe that I'm getting now. And I understand, like, copyright issues. I understand that. But uh, stop fucking with it. You know what I mean? Like, you can change it enough without changing the whole thing. See, I think it's kind of scary looking. I don't. It looks like a piece of baloney. Also, I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose of being called Leatherface when it looks, like, so wet and slippery. Like, isn't the idea is the skin supposed to be, like, so dry that it's, like... Like leathery like leather yeah. yeah and like dry like a wet floppy face hanging on his face doesn't really scream leather face to me yeah it just screams i'm a crazy bitch who cut somebody's face off and put it immediately on my face blood dripping and everything i mean but even in 2003 he's wearing is it kemper's face oh yeah you're right <laughs> but like even then that didn't look like a wet piece of baloney so why what's going on right. Leatherface is walking around with like a spray bottle of blood and just <laughs> taking it to his mask, girl, making sure it's nice and wet for the cameras. Uh, yeah, it doesn't give me like Leatherface vibes, um, but it does freak me out. I do think it's creepy looking. And, you know, I don't have high expectations. The Texas Chainsaw <laughs> films aren't, you know, they're not something that I like gravitate towards it's not my favorite horror franchise i obviously love the original i love the remake i even love the beginning i love that film and even in the ones that aren't as polished i guess you could say the Mm -hmm. second film the second sequel or the original sequel and the 2013 film although you know wacky over the top campy at times I can find enjoyment in those films as well like they don't bother me Mm -hmm. but i don't ever like put all my marbles into the Texas Chainsaw Basket. I don't personally. So to me, I'm excited. Like maybe I'm in the minority here. Like I am excited to see this movie. I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, My expectations aren't high. So hopefully that means that I will leave that film feeling like it's the best Texas Chainsaw movie I've ever (laughs) seen. It probably won't happen, but I'm excited to see it either way. I could bitch about it all day, but it's still excited to see it. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, the mask is very wet. Um, Sally, you know, was delivering <laughs> the funniest lines I've ever heard, just talking about how she's been waiting for him. And I was like, girl. I felt like it was ripped straight out of Laurie Strode's <laughs> fucking script. <laughs> and also, whenever they get on the part, I'm assuming this is a party bus. I don't, I'm not really sure what it is. My assumption is that these people, I mean, they're coming here, I guess, to try to like liven up the place. So I think it's just like a bus of people that are coming yeah. here. The lighting like- just gives me party vibes. I don't know. But when they're like, one wrong move and you're canceled, I was like, they're fucking leaving. This. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> I did Again, laugh, maybe- but I was like, just rolled my eyes. Like, I'm leaving. My again, my expectations are low, girl. Like when I watch a Texas Chainsaw movie, I'm just expecting people to get cut the fuck up. You know, I don't, I don't think much beyond that. So, you know, I laughed. I thought it was funny, and I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna enjoy this movie. It kind of if it leans into this a little bit. But they're gonna, you know. But then again, I'm that queer bitch who, you know, if there's tongue in cheek and you know campiness, I'm all in. So we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see how it goes. It'll be dropping on the 18th of February this month on Netflix. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see how the internet reacts. (laughs) We'll report more later. (laughs) Yeah, we'll obviously be discussing it a little bit more in detail later on. So just be on the lookout for that. And hopefully, bitch, it's something that we can all, you know, come away being happy with. I doubt it. But we'll see what happens. You never know. <laughs> Bitch. The people who hate it already are going to go in there already expecting to hate it. So you can't change these bitches' minds. You can't change the fucking people's minds on the internet. So, But you know what? I hope it changes some people's minds. And I hope that we can, you know, all have a good laugh and a good kiki about it when it's out. I'm going to be drinking either way. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sally and her crisp, clean, gray wig that she has on in that movie. <laughs> Honestly, girl, they can even they couldn't even dirty her up. That that gray hair is fucking shiny on her head. Yeah, yeah girl, she's straight out of the salon. She's party like, city. Is back. The perm is in, baby. Let's go. <laughs> the perm is in. She said, "Let me get my hair ready." Yeah, so let me get this all ready. She's texting her hairstylist as soon as she finds out. Honestly, girl, you'll never guess what happened. <laughs> a baby, Bubba's back. My hair needs to be snatched, honey. (laughs) So she was in the salon very quickly. She said, it is game time. I honestly, I'm going to laugh a vast amount when this bitch pulls out a shotgun and starts shooting at the fucking chainsaw and fucking Leatherface's fucking Wonder Woman that shit and just like swinging it around and deflecting the shotguns. I just, I need it to happen. I hope it like deflects one right between her eyes. Just one little bullet. It'll happen to somebody. One of the characters is going to be next to her. It just takes out like a random like stand, stand buyer? Bystander. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I bitch, the horror, the horror, honestly, the horror men are, sh- they're fuming. I can feel it already and I can't wait. <laughs> um, but you know what? Let's go ahead and just jump into our movie discussion for the week. We are going to be discussing hashtag alive. So we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, 
Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Alrighty, we are back. And this week we are talking Hashtag Alive. Originally released on September 8th, 2020 here in the United States. The film, of course, had initially a worldwide gross of about $13.4 million. I wasn't able to find any other budget information on the film, but it does have a runtime of one hour and 38 minutes. It was directed by E. Cho. And we have a very limited cast. We only meet like three people in this movie. So Yu Ha In is Ah Jun Woo. Park Sheen Hai is Kim Yu Bin. And Jean Bo Su is the mysterious masked guy that we meet at the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, so, when an unknown infection leads to swarms of zombies in the streets of Seoul, John Wu finds himself trapped in his parents' fourth floor apartment. As the days pass by, Jun Wu discovers he is not the only person alive in the area, and the will to live and to fight starts to grow. So, hashtag alive. Um overall thoughts (laughs) did you enjoy this movie i really enjoyed this movie um i really like um korean zombie movies they're i don't know what it is but they just hit different like we could make zombie americans could make zombie movies all day every day and they just don't hold a candle to like foreign horror movies at all especially because train to busan is korean horror too right Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. They just know how to do their zombies. I I really enjoy this movie actually. I also really enjoyed this movie, but there are a lot of things in here that like I was kind of side-eyeing and was kind of like mm, I'm not quite sure if I like really enjoy enjoy this part of it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean again, I think it's great. Obviously, I mean you can't go wrong with a zombie movie like they all honestly are so entertaining to me i love zombie films but with you know consuming so many of them like you know the originality with zombie films is kind of you know hard to come by these days and i do like that they kind of took uh a more isolated approach i guess to like a zombie outbreak in terms of like just hanging out with one person in a small apartment for majority of the film um i did like that aspect of it but again, like there are some things that I was just like, girl, what? Especially the last 30 minutes of this movie. I was. Yeah. My disbelief. Like my, I, 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 I say it all the time, just suspend disbelief for when you're watching movies. But the last 30 minutes of this movie, I was just like, girl, no, let's not do that. But, you know, I still had a great time <laughs> throughout all of it. So I feel like um, the timing for the isolated plot is really good because, I mean, there's not a single one of us that hasn't experienced this, like, feeling of complete isolation, even though we're, like, literally just sitting at home during a pandemic. (laughs) It's not as big, obviously, but I don't know. It just, we're able to put ourselves in his shoes a lot easier than I feel like we would have been able to before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so, and like the news is basically saying like, it's a mutation of like a sickness and that like kind of rises your anxiety a little bit because of what we're currently living through. So I don't know. <laughs> it's like a, 
timely but entertaining take on like current events, honestly. That and um I feel like people in zombies movies have never seen a zombie movie. <laughs> like they just live in a world where those don't exist because that's what I was side-eyeing most of the time. It's just like, in what world would this make sense? <laughs> Girl, we'll have to kind of go through it because there's a lot that I liked. And then there's a lot, again, we're all just like, bitch, I, I can't. I can't do this. I've seen a handful of zombie movies. I can't deal with this again. But, you know, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it. So the film starts off uh, with introducing us to our main character, uh, Ah Jin Woo. He lives with his parents and his sister in a very nice apartment, I would say. Um, as he awakens from his sleep, he sees that his family has left. They've run off. They've gone to go do errands and whatnot. They tell him, you know, hey, here's some money. Buy some groceries. And that's it. So he pretty much starts to, you know, game. He's a gamer. We, you know, love our gamers. He's a uh, Twitch affiliate. <laughs> he looks like a big time streamer with that setup. Girl, I when the movie started and it like we saw his room, I was like, is this the future? <laughs> <laughs> Me and him are just like, he's literally just a gamer. <laughs> literally. We were watching with my sister and she was like, bitch, what? This is just like how like a modern gamer's room look. And I was like, oh. Okay, I thought we were in the future, but I guess not. Uh, Is this D9? What the fuck? (laughs) I was like, is this 3022? But yeah, so anyways, he's a gamer, so he starts gaming right away. And his friends, of course, are like, bitch, turn on the news. There's something going on. There's shit going down. So he goes and he checks out the news. And from this point, it's like just full on mayhem. The news mentions that there's high levels of like ultra fine dust that's in the air. And then we start to see pretty much chaos erupt into the streets. Um, So as Jin Woo goes back to look into his hall while this is all going down, uh, his neighbor from next door, fucking runs into the apartment he's panicked he's freaking out he's talking about his brother uh obviously he was gonna say my brother fucking bit me but he doesn't get that far um he asks to use the restroom you know ju woon is like or jun woo was like bitch the fuck get out of my fucking apartment but he lets him go to the bathroom anyways the news comes back on because it shut down for a little bit and they're like you know talking about typical things in a zombie movie you know it spread through bites it looks like you know their eyes will start to bleed and they're cannibalistic and so on and so forth. And so this man comes out of the restroom. He starts to turn. And I will say the the turning sequence is like so fucking juicy. I was like dying when his eyes start to bleed. Mm-hmm. Gagged. And I love in specifically within Korean zombie films, it feels like when their bones start cracking. Yeah. Sign me up. Dude, they do these movements that like, I don't know. They're just unnatural. Like, I just feel like. Us Americans just don't do things as well as Koreans do. Yeah, and oh, you know what? My my basic ass American ass is pretty much only speaking of Train to Busan. I don't think I've seen any other Korean zombie films beyond Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. But the reason that that movie was like one of my faves when I first watched it is because of the zombie movements like it felt a little bit different than what we have seen here in america i mean we've had running zombies we've seen that kind of thing but just like the movements and the cracking of the bones like it just added like i don't know it added like an extra layer that i was like oh this is like delicious i'm enjoying this a lot and so this movie kind of sticks to that same that same theme and this opening scene where this man from next door is like turning into a zombie is like 
again, bitch, I'm living. Like, the interpretive dance is it. His fucking arms <laughs> are, like, cracking back. And it's fucking scary. And then they have, like, a camera shot of his face that just, like, it starts shaking immediately once he turns. And, like, he attacks Jun Woo. And he's able to get him out of the apartment. And that's when we get our title card. So, I don't know. I really enjoyed the opening scene, to be honest. Yeah. And literally, like, while this man is changing, he's trying to open the door. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like the way that I would have opened that shit and shoved that man in there. He's literally just telling like, get out, get out. I said, get out. And I'm like, girl, yeah. do something about it. What do you mean? And also, why was your front door unlocked? Your parents left you in an unlocked apartment while you were sleeping. <laughs> I'd be mad as fuck. <laughs> His front door and the mechanics of it make no sense to me. Like, there are so many times in this movie where, like, this front door to the apartment is, like, involved in some way. And I'm like, bitch, what? Because, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, even in this scene where he goes to, like, push him out of the door, like, he just pushes the door open and it opens. I'm assuming maybe he pulled the lever. We didn't see it. But just with what we were shown, it doesn't look like he was able to push a fucking lever or, you know, pull the or turn the handle or whatever. Push the lever. Pull the lever. Crunk. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know bitch it just makes no sense and i was very confused but yeah all in all it was very strong opening scene in terms of zombie films um quite honestly probably one of my faves i will say uh, i know 28 days later has a really great opening scene i love obviously the 2004 dawn of the dead opening scene and this is probably i don't know i think it might be one of my favorite openings to a zombie movie i just really enjoy the turning sequence Mm -hmm. and just how again like i guess the isolation like it just being inside of this apartment and just like the close-knit walls and how tight everything feels i don't know it kind of made me really anxious and i really enjoyed it yeah it's good shit bitch and then we get probably like the most epic like opening credits i've ever seen in my life i don't know like which like film student that they gave this like this job to but this bitch said let me throw in some some hot bops (laughs) and some crazy dude the soundtrack hits girl the music in this movie is like it and like that i mean you can definitely feel like you know the modern aesthetic and you can definitely feel like they were pushing like a modern feel with the music as well because bitch i was my ass cheeks were clapping i was like yes girl and this opening is like everything it's like crazy artistic shots of like a person turning into a zombie i'm assuming but like i don't know like the skin is cracking and like there's blood in the eyes and like you know i don't know it's like very typical zombie opening like we see a lot of blood cells moving around and whatnot but like like, bitch, I don't know. This song had me lit, and I was ready to fucking jump into a split at any fucking <laughs> Oh, <moment>. my God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Openings happened. Uh, Jun Woo pitches his fridge in front of the fucking door, and he starts to immediately try to contact his family. Uh, they texted him a little bit. I think it was his father who was texting him. Pretty much lets him know, okay, we're good for now. Stay inside. Listen to the news. And he's like, you must survive, pretty much. And that kind of becomes like his mantra throughout the rest of this film is like he has to survive. He puts it on a sticky note, puts it on his family picture, and he pretty much starts his journey, girl. So the news is like discussing how this has something to do with the brain and they're not really sure exactly what's going on. Um, the news anchor at one point kind of like jokingly says, oh, well, I don't even think it's jokingly, but he's like, do you think this is just a mental illness? And I was like, bitch, the fuck? Oh, what? Just a bunch of depressed people running around eating everybody else. <laughs> like, what? The, the depressed and anxious ones have finally snapped. 
Right, bitch. Am I watching Fox News? What kind of fucking slander? What kind of of Trump TV? (laughs) The stigma is high, baby. They're like, oh, people are eating each other. It's the fucking depressed. I mean, like, baby, I hate it. But it's very funny. Honestly, the news throughout this entire movie is like, providing a one programming through the apocalypse it is yeah. very funny to they, they're working hard they're not going home to try and spend time with their family before they die they said we're staying live if i was watching this i would like try to leave my house and try to make it to the news station because they seem safe yeah they, seem like they, have, they have a fucking they have huge walls up surrounding the building i guess because they're literally in here just having moments of like trying to explain how to, you know, de-stress and work with your anxiety. And like, again, providing like content girl. And I'm like, bitch, I will risk my life to get to this new station. Cause it seems to be the place to be. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm also surprised like how long they actually watch the news. Cause I feel like the news only makes me more anxious nowadays. <laughs> right. So, and I mean, I guess, If I was in that situation, I would probably be glued to the TV, but I would still be very anxious. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. I I mean, I would not survive a zombie apocalypse like if it actually happened. Oh, especially if it's the fast ones, girl. I'm out. Yeah, I'm not going to survive. I know I'm not. I feel like you said, maybe if it's the slower zombies, you know, the walkers, if you will, I think maybe I can survive for a bit. But if they're running, I... Girl, these ones were track stars. I was fully expecting one of them to like fucking fool Linda Blair and fucking just fucking rotate their head all the way around with how their bones are cracking in this bitch. I was like, oh my I expected God. them to be like scaling the side of buildings and shit, but they don't. They pretty until... much do at one point. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a hand up <laughs> with that wire, but I also expected like... A scene because they were showing us the news so often that I was like waiting for a zombie scene to happen with them. Like they'd be watching and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you need to stay calm." And then a just a zombie yeets across the screen and attacks the fucking newscast. I would have died. Yeah, and that happens all the time in zombie movies where there people are talking on the news and they're always like, "Well, we have to go off of the air," and then they're like. You know, it cuts to like fucking a blue screen or something. So mm-hmm. I was waiting for that moment to happen. But again, these bitches are playing commercials, you know, having segments to help you deal with your anxiety. Yeah, they're literally advertising fucking McDonald's. So like when all this is over, <laughs> join us at the Golden Arches. Girl, honestly, I was triggered. I was like, not them being in a full on apocalypse. <laughs> the consumerism is high, girl. <laughs> Nobody's sitting at home during the middle of a zombie apocalypse and is like, you know what would sound good? Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, the zombies start running and I'm fully on DoorDash right away. I'm like, well, I'm going to be here for a minute. Can somebody please bring me some Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll tip you $20 if you beat the zombie by the front door. Bitch, I will message the person. I will message my DoorDash driver and be like, if you can get me this food and bring it here, you can hunker down with me and we will just hang out here. <laughs> pick you, pick yourself up something too. I'll order you something and we can hang out together. Who's I need a working friend. at Taco Bell? <laughs> I mean, honestly, if there's zombies, nobody's doing shit. These DoorDashers are not fucking... They're not delivering shit to anybody. But I'm just... Honestly, bitch, 
I could see it happening. I could see some dumb bitches. If this pandemic has taught us anything, people are fucking stupid. And uh, well, girl, zombies will be running down the street here in America. And there will be people in line at Starbucks. <laughs> She's like, um, anyways, can I get my caramel macchiato upside down? Like, I understand you're on the phone with your mom. She just got eaten by a zombie. But bitch, I want my fucking foam whipped latte right fucking now. <laughs> I could see it. I could tell you put soy milk in <laughs> Bitch, I can hear the alarms going off and people in Walmart still being like, I need my groceries now, please. Can you keep scanning? And then like the fucking cashier's like, bitch, we are dying. What the fuck? At that point, I'd be like, just take it. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, that reminds me of that TikTok that we saw like a very long time ago, like uh, the Walmart employees or whatever during the purge. It would be the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's going to be 16 15 He's like, I'm not paying that. Now give me all the money in the, the till. Unfortunately, <laughs> sir, the last person already robbed me, so. <laughs> so fucking funny. Bitch, the zombie apocalypse is happening, and there's going to be bitches on Instagram posting and be like, we're still going out. We're not going <laughs> to live in fear. I'm like, I hate it here. They're going to be live on Instagram when they get eaten. <laughs> girl i fucking hate it but that you know the news programming and the commercials and whatever definitely gave me that tease um but yeah so during all of this uh jun woo he goes ahead and posts a picture of himself to instagram it's a picture of him holding up like a cardboard sign it has his address uh hashtag you know i must survive and my first thought was like i would never post my address to the internet because also in my head like in zombie apocalypses and we kind of see it in this movie too you know, the zombies are evil, but sometimes you realize, you know, it's a common theme that we see all the time in these kinds of films, you know, but sometimes man is just as evil or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So my idea is like, I'm not going to post my address to the internet because what if these crazy people who take this opportunity to just run around and murder people come and find me stuck laying in my mattress in my apartment and just like <laughs> murder me. But I mean, it, in the end, it does save him. We come to find out. But in that moment when he did it, I was like, bitch, you are just so dumb. Why would you do that? Yeah. Well, I didn't really think about it that way. I mean, it makes sense that, like, obviously there's awful people, but we're in a zombie apocalypse. So, like, either way, I'm probably going to die. So, fuck it. If you want to come kill me, kill me. True. And, I mean, it's kind of cool because, uh, and I don't, I mean, I think it's kind of a nice, like, modern take on it. Um, we kind of see it's because it's, like, almost like a... Um, like a movement online, I guess, where you these people are posting their pictures and like, yeah. you know, pushing to be saved. Like it's almost like a, you know, like maybe how it would be with social media if there was an actual zombie apocalypse. Um, so I definitely like that. I mean, I kind of love like the modern approach to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just me and my crazy mind was like, bitch, don't ever post your internet or your address to the internet. Just don't fucking do it. But you know, again, like you said, zombies are outside, so maybe I should slow down. <laughs> and also like. Say a killer comes to kill you, like, maybe the zombies will save you. True. You never really know. But yeah, so he's pretty much stuck inside this apartment. We get a quick moment of him, like, running around outside with it. Well, of him messing with his drone. He sends it outside to kind of, you know, survey the apartment. I think maybe he was trying to make a call, I feel like, but his phone ends up dying. I'm not really sure what he was trying to do there. I don't know if he was just trying to see what was going down. But I feel like he was also maybe trying to get service for a call. Yeah. I do love the drone footage, though. Like, I love, like, the way it looks with the apartment. I don't know. I really like 
the directing in this movie. I mean, yeah. I just like really love a lot of the shots that we get, um, including like the drone footage that we get in this movie. Again, we saw some drone footage in Gunjgum just, you know, a couple of discussions ago. So I love it. You know, the uh, a lot of these Korean films are using, well, these two Korean films at least have used these drone shots. And I, again, like before these films, like I haven't really seen it before in a movie. So I always welcome them. I always think they're really cool. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of that, like, even gets close to this footage is, like, whenever they do, like, heat seekers and shit like that, all you see is, <laughs> like, the shadow of everything. Mm-hmm. Like the predator. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so he's hanging out pretty much. He starts gaming. He's a gamer. But then, like, he loses service, obviously, and he can't game anymore. Um, so he awakens one night. I think it might even be the first night. Who really even knows? But he does see a policewoman in the street. She's full on Jill Valentine. She's out here shooting zombies, you know, taking them out one by one. But she ends up falling and pretty much getting murdered by these zombies. She gets torn apart. They drag her off to be eaten alive elsewhere. Um, and, you know, Jun Woo, he kind of goes through like an internal struggle. And I think that we're supposed to kind of feel with his character like, you know, maybe he's lazy. He's a gamer. He's a slacker. You know, he's not the type of person you think will maybe make it too far in a zombie apocalypse. And so he kind of has like that mental struggle of like, do I help her? What do I do? And he yells to try to distract the zombies when she's already like mid snack. She's being devoured. Yeah, she's been like a good portion of her neck is gone and he thinks he's going to save her. And he's like, let me step in right now. And if I was her bitch, my dying words would have been, you're a bitch. <laughs> you're <buddy."> a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? You could have distracted them before. But again, like the mental struggle, like I get it, you know, you he wants to survive, you know, and possibly calling these things towards him can maybe get him in trouble. Um, and we kind of see that because he yells to try to help her. It doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. But it then causes a zombie to break into his apartment, which, again, is the door not locked? What are we doing? What's happening? The zombie just bursts right in. It's behind his fridge in a very scary shot, I will say, when he goes and yeah. looks. Uh, but then it starts pushing against the fridge. He's pushing back. He then takes the initiative to hang over the balcony and pretend to drop. So the zombie flies off and falls to his death. Um, but again, the door needs to be locked, sir. What are we doing here? I was also worried that he didn't have like the the upper body strength to pull himself back up from that position. Yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> I was ready for him to fall because then that policewoman comes back as a zombie within two seconds. Yeah, and she's like eyeing him because again, you're a bitch. You let me become <laughs> this monster, yeah. pretty much. Um, so I thought she was gonna like have a vendetta and like run into the building and try to find him or something, but it didn't happen. But yeah, I didn't think he was gonna be able to pull himself up or even be able to hold on. But yeah, he did it, girl. They do that to us a couple of times, like make us think that he is too weak or he like messed up and then surprise, he pulls it together at the last second. Yeah, he really can miraculously get things accomplished Uh, because even when we meet our other character a little bit later, she kind of like jokingly, I guess you could say, like calls him like not stupid, but like kind of. Yeah, calls him an idiot. Yeah, a, a few times. Because uh, he does. He has, like, that vibe to him of just kind of being, like, a jokester. And, I mean, I kind of like it, I guess. Like, with these zombie movies, again, like, you're, you know, you're seeing these brooding people whipping out guns and kicking ass and, you know, just fucking taking names and blowing off heads. And 
you know, like that's all fine and dandy. I love it. But I do kind of like that. We kind of, I guess it's trying to make us feel like maybe a little bit. I mean, he, I guess we're trying to make him feel a little bit more relatable in that sense. So I can appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, so over the next few days, we see Jun Woo start to succumb to his loneliness, essentially. Uh, he starts to kind of record videos of himself talking to, you know, his followers from, you know, a world that doesn't exist anymore. Um, he eats his last supper after seeing that ridiculous commercial on the news of somebody eating noodles. So he eats his last bowl of noodles. Uh, we see that his running water stops working and he starts to drink alcohol very heavily. Um, how long do you think you would have lasted like with not eating that last bowl of like ramen? Because he took seven days, I think, to eat it. I am. I don't think I could go seven days without <laughs> eating anything. So. Oh yeah, I probably would have gotten drunk night one and then like gotten the drunk munchies and then just ate all the food and I'd be fucked. I was so nervous, like when he kept drinking, that he was gonna do something silly and like jump off the like the balcony yeah. or something. Because I feel like if I was like just fucking plastered, like I would drunk Adrian would do something stupid like that. So I was nervous that he was gonna like get himself in a situation while drunk. I'm glad it didn't happen, but. Yeah, if night one, I would have been fucking, I would have been crossfaded to the gods, and I would have been eating any piece of fucking dirt I could find inside my apartment, and probably watching, you know, my physical horror movies. <laughs> like, I would just be crying in my apartment. Yeah. And he stays, like, very logical in the very beginning, but I would have started drinking right away. They mentioned yeah. zombies, and I'm fucking long neck down. I'm putting down Dawn of the Dead 2004 and just drinking. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I don't know. I'm just going to watch how I'm going to go, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it wouldn't have taken me much time to eat that fucking food. Mm-mm. Ah, but we do learn from Jun Woo that there is an app, I guess, that was created that does use FM frequencies instead of like phone signals to send out like emergency broadcasts. The only thing with that, though, is that you need to use pretty much like an aux cord, like wire headphones. You need that type of uh, plug in essentially to use it as like an antenna. Uh, but since he's a gamer, a motherfucking gamer, he only has wireless headphones, so he can't use that app at this moment. And he has so many pairs of wireless. <laughs> so many headphones. And you cannot tell me that his parents don't have like some fucking old ass wired headphones sitting around in this apartment somewhere. Yeah. I have at least three. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I have. I, I'm using wired headphones, bitch. Never mind. I, I lied. <laughs> you have to. You have to have like an old pair lying around somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, but at the two week mark with alcohol flowing through him, uh, he does have like a moment where he pretty much like dreams or hallucinates his family coming home. Bitch, I cried. Like it is very emotional. Um, the actor you on in is like great in the scene, like the screaming and the crying. Like I was very emotional, but you know, I'm a baby. So like I cry at anything. So yeah. Seeing his family walk in and him hugging his mom and just like the way that he was like so into the hug and like it was very heartbreaking. I felt so bad for him. Yeah. Isn't that the shot where he like is just standing in front of his fridge? Yeah. <laughs> in reality. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you poor baby. Yeah, yeah, he's hugging his mom and then like he opens his eyes and it's just a fridge standing in front of him. <laughs> just a, a big ass Samsung well, I guess the fridge. fridge isn't standing, but... <laughs> The fridge is the only thing saving him from fucking zombies at that moment in time. 
I would be hallucinating the fridge doors opening to try to like hug me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a zombie inside the fridge. <laughs> I can't. Uh, but yeah, very heartbreaking scene. And so when he's like kind of breaking down on the floor, crying, he randomly has enough service, I guess, to have like an audio message come through. And just the perfect timing when he's hallucinating his family, he gets an audio message from his mom. And so he can hear it faintly. He can't hear it too well. So he does what he saw somebody do on the internet earlier at the beginning of the movie where they were hanging off of the balcony with uh, like a selfie stick, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. You know, with their phone way out to get a signal. That person falls to their death. But he decides to go ahead and do it also to try to hear this audio message. So he's hanging over his balcony, selfie stick in hand. All the zombies are watching him do this, yelling at him from below. And he's listening to this audio message from his mom. He pretty much hears his family get eaten alive by zombies. Yeah. I don't think I would have, like, continued listening. He waited until the message ended. Once yeah. I heard them being like, they're breaking in. And I hear the door, like, I would have hung up. open. Done. I'm turning it off. My yeah. fo- I'm dropping the selfie stick. I don't need it. I'm falling into the the sea of zombies and just letting them you're do just what letting go. <laughs> jumping off. Because <laughs> I would like. I can't listen to my family be devoured by zombies. Yeah, I'm not that strong. No. Mm-mm. I would have like waited a second to see if I heard like a bunch of gunshots. <laughs> and right. like, woohoo! The, the zombies are dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would wait like a second, but he's. He straight up just listens to them get eaten like a fucking golden corral buffet. Girl, it is very sad. And he kind of takes that anger from this. He destroys a whole bunch of stuff in the apartment. He kicks the TV like 70 times, I feel like. And he then grabs a golf club and runs off into the hallway. And I was like, sir, the emotions are high, but let's let's be safe my guy but he runs out into the hallway starts beating a zombie with a fucking golf club he sees his neighbor who's now zombified the zombification of his neighbor and he's just hanging out in the hall eating somebody and then a whole fucking swarm of zombies start running down the hall at him from both directions pretty much and then he opens the elevator and more zombies pour out and then they just cut to him hiding in a corner how did he hide from these zombies Literally coming in both directions, and he just randomly ends up somewhere safe. And I was like, I rolled my eyes. He's just standing beside a fucking ice machine. Like, he's not even doing anything, like, special. Like, he's not hiding, crouched down. He's just standing there. Literally just standing. And I'm like, okay. And then, like, he's randomly back in his hallway, which is now empty. And there's, like, a few zombies at the end of the hallway. But we do get this cool shot where he's walking back to his apartment, or this cool moment, I guess you can say, with a zombie that's had had its eyes gouged out, it looks like. I don't know. I love the design. Yeah, it looks really good. And he's just kind of (laughs) like, just like clicking his jaw, like biting, just the air. (laughs) (laughs) He's very cutely stupid. My sister was like, it's kind of (laughs) cute. I was like, is it? It literally has no eyes. The skin is dry as can be. (laughs) But he's just a cute, clueless little zombie. Uh, But since he can't see, uh, you know, Junwoo is, you know, trying to be very quiet. And then again, bitch, the fuck are you doing? He gets into his apartment and then slams the door shut. Like, I don't know if the door requires to be slammed like that to shut close all the way. But I didn't see the need for him to do that. Yeah. But he does it, and the zombies can rush to his door. But then we just cut to another day, and we're, you know, he's fine. The eight zombies in the hallway didn't bust down this door. And he never goes back to bed. 
Like he doesn't go to bed in this fucking movie. He's sleeping on the couch. <laughs> like he does. I'm sorry. I would probably be sleeping if I'm. I would drink so much that I got really sleepy, and then I'd lay down, and then I'd sleep and depression nap until either I was saved or zombies broke in. Would you? You would just stay in your bed under the covers and just wait. Yeah. I'm, I want to die with doing what I love, and that's being a lazy bitch. <laughs> in my comfort space. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, Riverdale playing on the TV. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that part. <laughs> but uh, no, he sleeps on the couch, and he doesn't even get a blanket. He uses a jacket. Like, this is, yeah. this is your house. Like, why are you? <laughs> yeah, there's like multiple beds in here, I'm assuming, if there's four of you living in here. But... <sighs> I also understand, like, like the mental struggle. Like, if you're dealing with zombies, like, you know, your room has always been a place of sanctuary and happiness. And, like, really the world is not giving you any type of happiness right now. So maybe he just wants to avoid that area. He also doesn't go in his sister or his parents' room at all Yeah. in this movie. Which, I mean, again, like, I don't blame him, I guess, in the situation. I don't know, girl, but we pretty much jump right to day 20. He's been out here 20 days roughing it in this apartment. And at this point, the city itself starts to pretty much really break down. There's like multiple huge explosions going down. The power goes out and he's pretty much alone in the dark at this point. Um, It's very striking, like visually striking, seeing all the explosions and like all the crazy chaos happening in the city. Um, It really made me anxious. So they did their job. Yeah. Well, what I don't understand is like, so are they, is it like the government bombing parts of the city to kill the zombies? Like where they assume there's nobody that's alive or is it like stuff happening within the city that's causing explosions? Yeah. See, that's my thing too, because I, I would assume maybe it's like, just like as a result of the chaos because at the very beginning of the movie, too, when, like, everything starts to really happen, like, the apartment, like, randomly has an explosion on the first floor. I'm assuming it's just due to the chaos. But, like, they all happen at, like, one time. Like, four or five explosions happen in the city at one time. So it definitely gives me, like, the vibes of, like, some type of bombing situation, like you said. But, I don't know. It cuts all the power off, and he's pretty much feeling as alone as he probably has ever felt at this point. And trigger warning, he... Uh, essentially attempts to hang himself he you know i don't even know what it is that he used some type of rope he puts it over the ceiling fan and i didn't think we were gonna see him dangle but they sure as fuck showed us you know him literally dangling and i was very taken aback but while he's sitting here in this position like a little laser beam like one of those little like laser beam lights comes into his apartment and it immediately points to no on like a uh, on a painting that they have in there like bitch no so he immediately starts to struggle and fight he's able to finally um release himself from the situation and like the laser beams like giving him a message just like hello you're an idiot pretty much and we pretty much discovered that there is a woman across the way in her own apartment building who is watching him and my first question is where the fuck has this bitch been for 20 days my first question was how the fuck did that fucking fan hold your entire body weight and where can i buy one yeah see when he first attempted to you know when he was uh, you know attempting to hang himself my thought my thought was like that man it looks flimsy it'll probably just break yeah it surely didn't uh, he's a skinny queen he uh, <gasps> he hasn't eaten in 20 days honey <laughs> he is thin 
Um, Light. <laughs> but I do guess, like, after, maybe after, like, two days, he, like, barricades his windows pretty much, I guess. And, like, like I don't even know what it is. It looks like tape. It kind of looks like the movie Pulse, where they, like, put tape up everywhere to keep, like, all those crazy, you know demons or those crazy ghosts that are coming through like their technology and everything yeah. so they have to like put tape up everywhere all in their rooms it gave me like pulse vibes a little bit um so maybe she just didn't see him at all because when he starts to like really struggle here these last couple of days when he like opens up his windows is maybe when she noticed him so i can excuse it but i'm also like bitch where have you been for 20 days the fuck have you not noticed me because she also has binoculars so i'm like you probably noticed that somebody was in this apartment right i would hope yeah but again maybe his taped up windows didn't uh allow for that I don't know. Um, but I will say that Jun Woo is so cute. Like when he sees her and like just hears reaction to her and like being able to see another living person. Uh, he's just so cute. Like his facial expressions are like so joyous and like he's so happy. And she's like, she looks like she's tired of men already. She's <laughs> been here for 20 days in a zombie apocalypse and is already tired of men. But I don't know. I think he's really cute when he sees her. Yeah. Um. My favorite moment with them is whenever he finds the food and he slides the Nutella to to her, and she's like, "Thanks for the Nutella." Like later on, and that uh-huh. um, he was like, "How was it? Delicious?" And she's like, "Eh, it's okay." And he has this like complete <laughs> like mental breakdown. Like, "Oh, I shouldn't have sent her the fucking Nutella." Like. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I, I, I enjoy her. We come to know her, uh, her name. Um, they introduce themselves, I think, the next morning with, like, very large text on their phone. Um, but we discover that her name is Kim Yubin. Mm-hmm. And she's very cute. Her apartment is completely different from his. Like, she has, like, a crazy trap set up at her front door. She has, like, a fort that she set up in her living area. Um, she fully home alone like- this apartment. <laughs> She did. And, like, his is the opposite. It's in disarray, broken things everywhere. Again, like, I think they're trying to explain, or they're trying to show us that, like, he he isn't the type of person to really kind of get through this. And she, on the opposite end, has kind of taken the precaution to really set up her, her defenses here. And she also, has a, she, has all, uh, she also has a cute plant that she continuously waters, <laughs> which I think is really sweet. Um, Literally just risking the last of their drinking water and she's like let me just my plant lose a drink <laughs> i think it's cute i love it that's fully you in a zombie apocalypse though girl do my best um somebody has to survive through this right and if it's not me it's gonna be my plan <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, so the next morning, they introduce themselves to each other through big phone text. Uh, We, again, learn that her name is Kim. And we do get to see her kill a zombie also this next morning, too, because they plan to meet up again or, like, you know, talk to each other at 7 o'clock. So she, like, hears some rustling behind her and a zombie broke in, I guess. And she has, like, this weird contraption, again, at her door where, like, it's like a... I don't even know what she... She has, like, knives or something set up at the end of her chair legs or whatever. But it has the zombie stuck. She stabbed it. It's stuck in that spot. And so she comes with her little pickaxe or like a little, just like a little hatchet and just like chops at his head, girl. So she means business. She's a zombie killing machine, we see. Yeah. Especially whenever she goes like down into the bottom, like down to the street. Fully fucking, fully fight scene Mortal Kombat with that fucking hatchet. Bitch, I was rolling my eyes, girl. Uh, 
But yeah, you know, we'll get to that. Uh, but they're, you know, interacting with one another. You know, they have a little moment where it's raining outside. They catch water. We see here that Kim is like using her little binoculars to look up on the floors and looking, I guess, for an empty floor for whatever reason. I really don't understand their plan there. But she notices that there's a floor that seems empty because everything else seems to be filled with zombies. Um, you know, sure. Um, so the next day they do establish in a way for Kim to get food over to Junwoo. Uh, he uses his drone to uh, take a line, I think, over to her. Or no, she sends a drone over there. She puts a string on the drone and he flies it back. So there's a line between the two apartments so she can send food over to him, which is really cute. But they done fucked up because at one point, or the first attempt that they tried to do was her throwing a fucking baseball. She's trying to throw a baseball from her apartment to his apartment with a line on it. But it flopped, and so it's just on the street, and so they leave it there, which is also, I was like, question mark, why would you do that? But a zombie finds it, yanks on <laughs> it, and it causes the table in Kim's apartment that it was attached to to fucking fly at her and knocks her the fuck out. And then the zombie uses the leverage from the table to start climbing up the side of the building. <laughs> Yeah, fully scaling the side of the building. Like, they have full agility. They have memories. These zombies are wild. They're wild. And the news kind of, like, drops little tidbits here and there where they're like, you know, sometimes they have muscle memory or, you know, they'll do things that they remember from, you know, before they were cannibalistic evil eating or cannibalistic zombies, you know. So they definitely have, you know, some intelligence to them. And this thing is climbing up the side. Um, you know, Junwoo was freaking out. So he sends his drone out to try to save the day. And it doesn't work. Uh, the zombie knocks the drone the fuck out. But Kim was able to wake up. She brings her little hatchet. She chops at the zombie's arm just as it's about to climb into her apartment. And it falls to its death. I love the shot of it. It's just, you know, severed hand holding onto the pole before it falls. Yeah. Just mm, kiss. I love it. Or they show um they show his body all splattered at the bottom as the zombies like waddle over like what the fuck? Yeah, they're all just watching. It's very funny to me. Um but yeah, so she's fine, she's safe and sound. So that night with his little bit of food that he now has from Kim, you know, Junwoo was like, Well, I can't survive on this. So he decides to like take the initiative to go to his neighbor's apartment to try to stock up on food. Uh which I think is very smart. I would honestly probably learn to lockpick or something and just well man i wouldn't go through everybody's apartment i guess because there's literally zombies inside these apartments um but he was brave enough to enter his neighbor's apartment and he gets some goodies this is where he finds like you said the nutella uh he finds some walkie talkies he finds some wired headphones yes he, he you know he hits the jackpot he gets attacked by a zombie um but he's able to you know outmaneuver it and get back to his apartment safe and sound yeah, the scene of him fighting the zombie with the dead mom's body. <laughs> yes, girl. There's a I lot. Like, the zombie's just, like, attacking its dead mom. And he's just holding her body, like, above top of him. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, like, a dead mom in the bed. And he, for some reason, decided to go and look at the dead body, which left him in a vulnerable position. Because then his friend or his neighbor, I guess they're not friends, but his neighbor, the zombification of his neighbor, the neighbor comes in and like attacks him. And like you said, is like attacking the mom because she's on top of him. It's wild. And he uses when he's like running out of the apartment. I don't know what it is, like a pull up bar, maybe question mark. I'm not sure what it is. But he like reaches up and pulls it down. And like it's a pole that's just like right in the middle of the doorway that knocks the zombie out. Yeah, I don't get it, but it works that's one of the few things that i was like what girl 
Anytime that these bitches are facing off with the zombies, I am like, there is a huge question mark right <laughs> on my forehead. Because I'm just like, I don't understand how you guys are maneuvering past them. I don't understand how you're surviving. Like, I don't understand why you bitches aren't fucking part of the dollar menu at McDonald's already. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, but they do the damn thing. And honestly, they do what I probably could never do in a zombie apocalypse. And that's survive. So good for them. But, girl, I was surely confused every time they interacted with these zombies. Yeah, they fully go Tomb Raider on these zombies whenever they go out. Fully. The zombies just forget what... They forget that they're zombies when they're around these bitches. They're <laughs> like, oh, we can eat people alive? I forgot. Because we're just getting hit with golf clubs and falling to our knees. <laughs> and I'm like, what? My girl, please. But anyways, uh, so, yeah, he finds, he finds walkie-talkies. So they're able to communicate with one another. Um... We also, when they first start talking to each other, because he sends over a little care package with the Nutella and the walkie-talkie, when um, they first start talking to each other, and, you know, they're discussing uh, his suicide attempt initially, and he just kind of explaining to her, you know, how, like, she really helped give him, you know, the will to live, and she's like, you know, well, no, you know, you made that decision for yourself. And we also, of course, get the implied, um, or we do, of course, then see that she also has, like, a rope or something that was hanging from her roof. So, you know, it's initially implied to us through this that she also attempted to maybe hang herself at one point uh, because she also tries to cut the conversation short when they're talking about it. Uh, so it's, to me, like a very serious moment. And that's the thing with this movie is like, I feel like it's really silly at times, but they really have like a lot of these like serious, like heart wrenching moments as well that I think quite honestly work. Like I wasn't like completely... Or I don't know. I was uh, when things are kind of like silly and stuff. Like I was kind of nervous. Like like the two tones wouldn't really like mesh together well. But I think that they do a really good job. And this is like one of those scenes where it kind of it kind of plays into that. Because then you know once they cut that conversation short, it goes into them almost having like a date through this walkie talkie. Because they're like talking to each other. They start cooking noodles together and like make jokes about one each other or one another and how they each cook noodles. Um, very cute. You know the Pisces in me loves the romance <laughs> and. I think it's really cute. I also think it's really funny because, like, you feel like with their characters, like, in, you know, a pre-modern or a pre-apocalyptic world, they probably would, like, never want to be with each other. Like, they seem so different. But, you know, they're the only two survivors here, and they're making it work, and I think it's kind of cute. Yeah, they're adorable. So, anyways, they're doing all this, and then we get a moment where, I don't even know what it is, girl, like, dirt in the air or something. Or when? Like, I don't know. Because they think they're talking um, about how Kim is like afraid of heights because she fell while like climbing. And Juno was like, oh, it's raining again. Get your get your buckets, get your pail. And they look outside and she's like, it's not rain. And it just looks like dirt in the air. I have no idea. But it forces the zombies to run inside. They uh, like they literally just start running around the buildings inside. I don't know. The zombie is also like, we don't get too much of an explanation here. We hear about like ultra fine dust at the beginning. We see ultra fine dust uh, here that causes them to go inside. I don't get it. I don't. Yeah. At first I was like acid rain, but like that doesn't make sense. (laughs) They're just trying to wipe out the fucking zombies. Well, then I was thinking, because you know how they had basically like a little earthquake? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like a volcano, so like ash, maybe? I don't know if that's going. <laughs> hmm. I don't know what it is. I was thinking like maybe like full Resident Evil, like maybe it's like some type of like biohazard weapon. Yeah. And like 
maybe this dust is being released and like causing the people to turn into like i had no idea but it causes the zombies to run in you know a single file line through the halls and these apartments <laughs> for some yeah. reason they acted right for all of 10 minutes it made no sense to me uh but while this is all happening and they're running around the halls kim ends up knocking over like a cart and she's like <gasps> they're coming coming for me they're walking towards the door and then so june uh woo is like okay well what what's your apartment number and so she tells him and he just calls the apartment next to her to distract the zombies and i was like how's this phone working i don't get it and like why were y'all talking on a walkie-talkie wasting those batteries when y'all could have just talked on the phone well i guess my assumption is like they don't want to call each other so it doesn't ring and bring the zombies to their door but like how uh, how are the phones working if there's no power yeah i don't understand nope i really that was honestly again question mark on my forehead i wasn't quite sure what was happening but it works it gets the zombies out of her you know her area so she's safe and sound so at this point they decide to just go forward with this crazy plan to go to the eighth floor because it's empty i don't understand what the idea is i don't understand what they're planning to do on the eighth floor when they get there but that's that's what they're holding on to, you know. In this situation, you gotta have faith in whatever you can, you know. So, hey, a, a full floor that's you know has no zombies on it seems like a good plan, I guess. <laughs> Bet. So, <laughs> so they're planning and like talking on the walkie-talkie about how they're gonna do this. What are they gonna do? Kim waters her plant for the very last time. That sweet baby plant, and she just fucking with her climbing gear, which is also a big moment for her because we realize again, you know, she's afraid of heights. She hasn't done this since she fell from her climbing accident, but she fucking just yeets herself out of her fucking window and fucking falls to the ground. And this is where Stormy was talking about her fucking going full ass Laura Croft in the streets. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like wailing the on these zombies. And I was like, yeah. girl, what? With just that little hatchet. Yeah, girl, with just like a little hatchet, just taking them out one by one. I was like, what the fuck? And then at one point she like gets like inside of a car and like five zombies going <laughs> after her. her. And I'm like, so, like, how are you in the car with like six other people and not one of them scratched you bit you nothing yeah don't get it and even if it takes like five seconds for them to enter and then for her to leave on the other side on the other end i'm like girl no there's like six of them in here <laughs> like i don't get it but whatever it's still kick ass quite honestly and i'm always down for seeing bitches you know beat the shit out of zombies i don't mind i love it but i was like very like what is what is happening? <laughs> and then she sees the gun from the policewoman earlier in the movie. She dropped her gun when she was getting eaten alive. So she tries to pick up the gun uh, or tries to pick up the gun. She stumbles. She's about to get eaten. And then Jun Woo comes through with a golf club. Again, fighting off a horde of zombies with just the golf club. He's that bitch, I guess. But he saves her. They run around. They're able to maneuver again around all these crazy zombies. It's a humongous amount. Or it's a huge horde. But they are able to get inside. They get in the elevator. They go to the eighth floor. You know, they thought it was empty. But it's not because then a huge horde of zombies just pop up on the eighth floor and start chasing them. Again, question marks all the way around. I don't know if the zombies maybe just came up on the elevator. I don't know <laughs> if that's what we're supposed to assume. Right. Um... Because I don't know if they saw that they went up to the 8th floor and these zombies that kind of sometimes have motor function are just like, oh, the 8th floor, let's go. <laughs> I don't get it, but this empty uh, fucking floor is not empty. empty. Yeah. Not empty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, bitch, the fuck? But then they're randomly saved by this random guy in an apartment. He's fully stocked. He has, like, so much food. He's 
masked also, which is to me a red flag. Like, why are you like masked up like this? But okay, go off, girl. But he saves them. He brings them into the apartment. He's like, oh, you know, did you guys hear the radio broadcast? The rescue team's coming. You know, they get very excited. He offers some water. Um, it's a very funny scene where he like pours water for them. And they're both just staring at the glass uh, in front of them because they're like, do we trust this man? And he's just like, oh, I get it. And he starts chugging his water. So then they drink their water. And it turns out to be a trap. Um, he is a crazy person. He has his wife locked up in a room in the back. Um, I don't believe this is his apartment because when Kim is sitting there, she notices like, you know, baby stuff. And she's like, oh, do you have a kid? And he's like, nope. And then like it zooms in on a picture of the family and it doesn't look like him. So I'm assuming they just broke into this apartment probably yeah. would be what I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. But he has his wife like chained up in a back room. He drugs them. Uh, uh, Jun Woo passes out. Uh, Kim is doing her best to fight back, but she gets dragged into the room and he has like a weird contraption set up where he has like a, like a harness around like his Like a pulley wife. system. <laughs> yeah, like a full on pulley system, girl. So he can control like where she goes pretty much. It was pretty creepy. Like seeing his wife and just the way she was moving. Again, the zombie movements in this movie are amazing, but the zombie, the way she looked was so creepy and she, she attacks Kim. Um, these drugs that he gave them also are lacking, girl. If you're going to drug somebody that try to feed them to your zombie wife, then maybe, I don't know, put more effort into it, do better maybe because they were like, like Kim, like never even fully passed out. And June whoop, like woke up in three minutes. So what kind of weak ass drugs do you have, sir? You're also in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, so he's probably doing what? <laughs> it's probably just Tylenol. <laughs> An intense amount. Yeah. They're working with mm -hmm. what they can scavenge out of this fucking random apartment. Baby Benadryl. <laughs> he's better off just fucking just, I don't know, stabbing them as soon as they walked in <laughs> or something. Like This drugging. Quite honestly, this whole entire scene to me is so silly. And to me, it was a little bit unnecessary. I didn't need this moment at all. And this is like the last 30 minutes where this is all happening. Yeah. Where they're trying to get to the eighth floor. We meet this random guy who drugs them, tries to feed Kim to his wife. The drugs don't work. They wake up right away. You know, Jun Woo has him at gunpoint, doesn't shoot him, and instead runs towards the door and drops the gun. And then it's like trying to hold on to like the pulley system so it doesn't kill Kim. But then this man also like doesn't take the initiative to be the villain, I guess, and like kill Jun. I, I, I don't know what was happening. Everybody was on drugs in this apartment, I guess, because nothing made sense. But anyways, Kim, uh, Jun Yu or Jun Woo loses the, the pulley thing. So we're to assume, oh, no, Kim's been eaten, but it gets quiet. So, you know, this masked man pushes past Jun Woo and pushes into the door. And then Kim maneuvers the zombie wife onto him and she starts eating him pretty much. And then Kim proceeds to shoot them both in the head, which then alerts all the zombies within at least a five mile radius. It feels like to all just know <laughs> yeah. exactly where they are. The exact apartment. What apartment building they're in. Which floor? They're all, the eighth floor. We, uh, we heard you, girl. So these zombies are running at them. And in this moment, again, another very heartbreaking moment. Uh, Kim is like, shoot me, pretty much. Like, she hands the gun to uh, to Jun Woo. And she's just like, baby, end it. You know, we're alive together in this moment. Let's just, you know, get this over with. And so he's crying. Um, it's a great moment. Again, nothing in this last 30 minutes makes sense to me. But it's happening. 
Um, so it's still pretty heartbreaking. But then they like see that there's choppers flying around the city. So then they're like, oh, okay, let's run to the roof. And so they run into the hallway. They fight their way to the rooftop. They get to the rooftop. Um, there's no choppers around, so they feel like it's over. The zombies burst through the door. They're at the very end of the roof, and the zombies are coming toward them. And just right before they get mauled to death, a chopper flies up right behind them, starts just mowing down the zombies, picks them up in their little chopper, and they fly away to safety. And at the very end, we hear, you know, a little broadcast talking about, you know, how service is kind of going in and out and through these uh, social media posts, um, you know, the rescue teams were able to trace them and find these messages and have been locating people inside apartments that they think are still alive. And pretty much him posting his picture and putting, you know, putting his address allowed them to be in his area and save them pretty much. Um, And the movie ends like that. So, yeah. What a ride. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the movie's fucking crazy girl and i love it um honestly i love everything probably until like the last 20 minutes because uh, at that point i'm just like it feels like they're trying to do too much to uh at the end of the movie like, yeah they're just they're kind of throwing a lot at the screen like they try to throw in like those crazy you know human dynamics that we see in zombie films all the time that just like to me were unnecessary i didn't need any of that mm-hmm. at all but it happened. It didn't like taint the rest of the movie because everything else felt or everything else I really enjoyed. So, yeah. Cause overall, I mean, were you vibing with it? Oh yeah. I had a great time. Uh, zombies, the like aesthetic, like their setup is very, <laughs> not the aesthetic of a zombie. <laughs> the yassification of zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yes. I need zombies to be fully queer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Limp wrist hair flips. <laughs> Bitch, I need I need a zombie to be doing some death drops. Give me some gay zombies. What? <laughs> You're just wandering through the street. Yes. Yes. I want them to be voguing. I just need them to be like getting their lives in the street. Oh my God. It's a full ball scene moment. Bitch. They break into Thriller. <laughs> yes they just know how to choreograph i love it <laughs> i need that from my zombies wow i love that i love it i'm gonna go watch anna and the apocalypse because it's uh i've never seen it but i know it's like a zombie movie that's also a musical yeah so i need to get with it i think because that's what i'm needing right now <laughs> that's what i wanted this whole time for some reason for some odd reason my gay brain was just like i want these zombies to just start <laughs> it's just a flash mob of these zombies Uh and in the last 20 minutes when they're just giving us all this crazy high intensity drama i'm like i don't need this bitch just fucking start poking i'm tired (laughs) what if they like so she gets thrown into like the zombies room and the zombie just has a very sweet ballad about how lonely (laughs) how empty inside yeah how hungry she is she just like a meal and then she's like looks down to her hands or something and just starts like singing how hungry she is i need it bitch wow. oh my god <laughs> so my god we were watching this also at one point i think when um the police woman comes out and like stares at him after being killed and like she recognizes him stormy was like immediately like is this warm bodies <laughs> i was like bitch straight up like she was it felt like there should have been some romantic music in the background yeah (laughs) just for that moment that they held eye contact her dead heart 
Uh, God, I love it. Uh, you know what? I also just love zombie movies. No matter how like ridiculous or silly that they can be, I always have a ball with them. I do think uh, this movie handles like the like the tone shifts that they have in it really, really well. But I do feel like the last 20 minutes are, they're not my favorite. So I love everything that they did. I like the more isolated approach to the zombie apocalypse. Um, I like like the like awkward, like almost first date interactions between these two characters. I really enjoyed all of it until like they just became like crazy zombie fighting superheroes at the end. Yeah. We find some random stranger who is also evil. Yeah. But also doesn't know how to drug people properly. <laughs> and also like doesn't just take the initiative to kill people if you're trying to kill them anyways. Like, what are you doing? Right. But you know, whatever. I can literally look past all that. I can definitely see myself watching this movie again. Oh yeah. I can definitely see myself introducing people to this movie. It is such a fun zombie movie. Um, fast paced, great action. The zombies again are so fucking scary. There's the shots that they have just of like a zombie looking at the camera and screaming are all so scary and so terrifying. The zombie design is so creepy. The bleeding from the eyes is a nice touch. I like it. Yes. Um, yeah, very solid. What should our scale be this time around? Uh, Out of five what? Apocalypse plants. <laughs> yes. Out of five Nutella dip thingies. Out of five severed hands. There it is. I love it. What do you give it? Um... She's a solid 3.6. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with a solid three. Okay. I think it's really great. I love a good zombie movie. Um, It felt a little funny with the campiness of the commercials and even the ridiculous ending. You know what, girl? Whatever. I can look back on it now talking about it and laugh about it and just enjoy it because she's a blast. I enjoy it. The acting was superb. They were fantastic. It was just, honestly, I mean, it was just the two of them really this entire time with zombies. And they brought a lot of motion to it. So I loved it. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. Oh, also, before we do go, shout out to this movie, too, because it topped the Netflix daily chart in 35 different countries when it dropped onto Netflix. And baby, she was the moment. So, because I mean. Really, when it dropped, I mean, everybody was kind of talking about it. I remember a lot of people talking about it. I never got to it until just now. But the fact that it was like, you know, the top of the Netflix charts for, or for, you know, so many countries is very impressive. And anytime that horror has the privilege of being, you know, at the top, I guess you could say, I'm always down for it. Yeah. I've had this one on my watch list for a really long time, it feels like. Oh, yeah, same. I mean, it's a zombie movie. I was like, hell yeah, I'm so down for this. It just took a little bit to get to it, but I mean, I really had a a blast with it. Question mark on my forehead the entire time. (laughs) Still had a blast. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's pretty much our first movie for our films on Netflix month. Yeah, for February. Uh, And the month is only going to get more crazy with our movie choices. So stay buckled up. Make sure you're following us on social media because lots of content. We also have watch parties that we're planning. So literally go and follow us on social media, baby, so you can be up to date with everything that's going on with Slash Her. So Stormy, where can everybody find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can stream all of our content on spotify google podcast apple podcast and podbean you can email us at slash at gmail.com 
Thank you for joining us yet again, and we love you so much. Stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye.